0: Welcome friends. You're listening to the Mind Body Alchemy Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Miramontes. This is where intuition meets education in the realms of spirituality, fitness, mindset, and more, all to create lasting change. Welcome back to the podcast and thanks so much for being here. Remember last week when I told you that the doors to unstuffed were opening soon? Well, I have a date for you finally, and we are opening the doors on June 23rd. So if you have been waiting to get in the doors and start this group coaching program, you've got to make sure that you are on the email list and following on social media so you don't miss the announcement. All right. Today we are going to talk about food and I know that when you go on a diet and the way that you've been taught to diet has been really centered around food and why food is a problem and certain foods are a problem. And because we think about food in this way, we're using our brain to solve the food problem. But what if the problem is not the food? One of the reasons that intentional weight loss has such a low success rate when it comes to long-term success is that you think that food is a problem. And when you think food is a problem, your brain goes to work to solve that problem. And this is a great thing if you're actually solving the right issue, but more often than not, you aren't solving the right issue when it comes to the dieting thing. Diets highlight the problem with sugar, fats, grains, dairy, or processed food. They teach you to eliminate certain foods, count your calories and or watch your portions. There's usually a chapter or 12 on hacks, tips, and strategies that you can use in order to do this. And they make it seem like this particular diet, whatever that diet is, is the one that has the secret sauce to success. Sometimes it's full of help speak around the strategies and other times it's just about weight loss for the sake of vanity, but either way, Both are missing the same key element. You are not a robot. You have a life outside of how you eat that impacts what you like to eat and why. While some of the information you might have picked up from various diets is helpful, It's presented in such a way that it often leads to fear around food and disordered eating patterns that you may not even realize are disordered because they're so common. Because everyone from your neighbor to your friends to the people that you share an office with are all experiencing weird habits and behaviors around food to the point where we've just called them normal, but they're not normal. What begins as a feeling of excitement and maybe even some freedom because you have some answers and some structure becomes a toxic relationship where you don't know how to make choices outside of the confines of that specific diet. You start to stress out when you don't know the exact number of calories in your meal at a family barbecue, for example, or you worry about what was added to your restaurant food that might throw your numbers off if you've been tracking diligently, or it may be detrimental to your health if you've been a victim of fear mongering around all the bad food talk that is everywhere on social media and in books you look at food now as a set of rules to abide by and not an eating experience that is just a normal part of everyday life because you have a weight loss goal you might be thinking that not knowing the right rules or not following any rules at all is what caused the weight gain in the first place but that's not true Weight gain is certainly a complex topic, but it comes down to one thing, storing more of the energy you consume because the body doesn't have an immediate need for it. Instead of looking at the reasons why you consistently consume more energy than your body requires, you start looking at which foods need to be eliminated or you start trying to force yourself to eat less by sheer will. Even though the end result of learning why you overeat in the first place is the same as simply willing yourself to eat less, it's a much more useful and effective strategy long term. Willpower isn't forever. I'm sure you've experienced this. And if you're like me, you have lots of willpower. You can execute, execute, execute if the desired goal is powerful enough. But when that willpower runs dry, there's not a thing in the world that can make you get back on track until you've really done some major regressing. Part of this is due to unsustainable practices used to lose weight in the first place. Part of it is biological, and we'll get into those details in the weight set point episode that's coming up, but not today. But much of it is simply a lack of understanding your own brain, your habits, tendencies, and emotions on a deep level. It's because you're being guided by cookie cutter rules without meeting yourself where you are in order to decide if they're even the right rules for you. You make it about the food being a problem, and that distracts you from thinking critically about the deeper psychological reasons you turn to food in the first place. I've talked to you several times about doing your thought work, asking yourself questions, and scaling behaviors to make them more sustainable. So if you have questions about how to do that, make sure you go back and listen to past episodes. There is lots and lots of information for you, and you can definitely start to work on those things because they all apply here. You may overeat because you have a history of restriction and you have real or perceived food scarcity. You could have a habit of clearing your plate no matter what and no matter how much is served. This could come from your upbringing or some other habit. You eat by the clock instead of by your biological cues. You eat mindlessly and habitually For example, always grabbing a handful of almonds when you walk past the break room, stopping for coffee on the way to work without even considering if you want it that day, eating the last few bites of your toddler's sandwich and doing it without a second thought, picking mindlessly at the ingredients that you're using to prepare a meal without even realizing that you're doing it and by the end of the week, you've consumed the equivalent of two, three, or maybe more meals and you didn't even get to experience them. You always walk straight to the fridge when you get home from work, when you really just want a break and the food could have waited until dinner. You don't make time for meals. This is a huge one. You don't make time for meals during the day. So you're always grabbing a bite or two here and there. And at the end of the day, you haven't had a conscious eating experience. And so you feel like you've not eaten all day long. I hear this all the time from clients. I just don't eat anything all day or I haven't eaten anything all day and then they proceed to overeat at night in response to that anxious but exhausted feeling. You have an emotional attachment to feeling full after a meal. You tell yourself that you love food too much, it's too hard to stop, and it tastes too good. If you notice, none of those things on that list require you to cut out sugar, fat, grains, or count calories because those strategies wouldn't take care of what was actually going on. All of them require you to bring awareness to your habits and unpack them. Habits will trump willpower every single time. There are too many biological and psychological systems at play that you may not even be aware of when it comes to your eating habits to rely on willpower in order to overcome them. That's not to say that you can't just decide to stop doing something that isn't serving you and be successful. You may very well do that, but chances of you stopping all the bullshit habits that contribute to weight gain through willpower is abysmally low, and we have the research to back that up. So use your willpower strategically. Instead of using it as the whole plan, allow it to help you overcome situations that feel extra hard. It's great for that. But thought work has to be the foundation in a future episode. I'll discuss the habits I teach my clients when it comes to weight loss. But this episode is about bringing awareness to the habits that you already have and why you have them. So here's your challenge this week, grab that super tool, your pen and paper, and write down every habit you can think of that contributes to your overeating. Overeating in this context is any eating that you do without physical hunger we are talking to overall healthy adults here if you have a medical condition or medication or something that messes with your ability to get hungry at meals this may not apply to you you can still observe and watch for your overeating habits some of them may be really obvious to you but I just wanted to throw that in there so that you didn't feel like if you're going through a struggle that you can't work on this in a different way All the nibbles, picking, snacking, liquid calories, plate clearing, stress and emotional eating, and so on. That is what we're working on. What we're not doing here is judging our overeating. If you start to feel upset, fearful, overwhelmed, or defensive, that's okay. Take a breath, pause, and ask yourself why you're feeling this way. Ask yourself if you're willing to be curious instead of critical in order to learn more about why this is happening. Then, when you've got your list, go down it one behavior at a time and write down everything you know about this habit's purpose and origins. When did it start? Did someone close to you model that behavior for you? What purpose did it serve at the time? Does it still serve that same purpose now or is it simply a habit that an emotional circumstance left behind? Sometimes when people have a very stressed situation with their family or maybe they're going through a hard time or they have a very stressful job, they'll pick up some stress-eating behaviors And even though that stress eventually gets resolved, the old habit of eating every time they feel stressed or eating at a certain time period remains. And so we just wanna know that information. It's good to know and it's helpful so that we know what problem we're trying to solve. You don't have to do anything with this information today. If you wanna make some improvements, that's great. But all I want you to do right now is to start to notice when you're doing these things and why you're doing them. All eating is in part emotional, even when you are hungry or just eating for fuel, but some eating is purely emotional. While that isn't an inherently bad thing, you don't have to solve every emotional eating behavior. It is worth understanding yourself on this deeper level so that you can know what is actually a problem for you and what isn't. At the beginning of this episode, I told you that it isn't about the food and I stand by that while some people can absolutely benefit from changing the quality of the food they put on their plate for a number of reasons. The truth is that unless there's a medical need like an allergy, then worrying about the composition of your meals is an advanced conversation and needs to be the backup dancer while unraveling your emotional ties to food and your habits are the star of the show. So that's what we're going to work on. If you're a little bit confused about some of these concepts and you don't want to go at this alone you want some support you want somebody that's going to guide you through the process then you've got to check out unstuffed the doors are opening on June 23rd and they are only open for a limited amount of time so make sure that if this is something that's been on your radar you're on the email list and following on social media so you don't miss the notification for when we are getting started and we get started right away In the meantime, take the quiz that's linked in the show notes that helps you discover your dieting personality type. That information that you'll learn from getting those results will go hand in hand with what we're working on right here, and it'll help you get started sooner. All right. That's all I have for you today. Thanks so much for listening. If you love this episode, do the cool thing and support the show by leaving a rating and review. It helps me so much more than you know. Screenshot the episode and share it on social media. Let me know what you have learned by just paying attention this week, writing down your overeating habits and where they're showing up. I would love to hear from you and tag me. All my information is in the show notes. If you have any questions or thoughts on this episode, ideas for future episodes, or if you want to learn how we can work together one-on-one, drop it in my inbox. It's always open for you. Bye.